This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Orley's Weekly Weather. Late again. <clears throat> this is like the craziness. It's eclipse season, people. <laughs> the eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. And it is all over my chart. It's on my Neptune, my Jupiter Uranus, my Pluto, my Mercury, my Mars, my Moon, my Venus, my Saturn, my Midheaven. Not quite my nodes of fate, but that's about the only thing that's my Pluto. Just about every planet in my chart. Yeah, except for my nodes of fate. All right, so I'm here. I'm late. That kind of day. All right, so Spica, still on the south node, ending and changing our relationships. Lots of health aspects this week. Remember, one of the features of being in eclipse season is that lots of things come to light, lots of things change. We begin and have a lot of energy adjustments. People take off, people go, because the sun and moon are on the nodes of fate. So we're watching relationships around us change and shift. And it can be our relationship to things, and to things too. It doesn't have to be um, to uh, people or stuff. You know, relationships, it, just everybody's up for them. And employment, people getting laid off, people getting new jobs, people getting engaged. I have a couple babies that came in the world. Um, yeah, it's big. This week has a lot of health aspects because we're going from the new moon to the full moon. And the full moon, of course, is in Taurus, the sign of the body, and Scorpio, the sign of endings. So the new moon that we had was at 22 Libra on a world point. That's why the world is so wild. It's not just your own house. It's the world around you and everybody you know because they're all having world-changing, life-changing events. So this is weekly weather for October 2-2 to October 2-9. And this week we have an eclipse. All good. We're ready. Over the weekend, we had the Hammer of Thor, which took uh, Jim Jordan out as contention for speaker. We have uh, stuck politics at the end. But also, it marked the ending. So I had quite a few people lose their job on Friday um, or lose their relationship or um, break up, you know, change, move out kind of thing. So that's the Hammer. It's done, thank heavens. It finished on Sunday. Uh, but it also was Venus in Virgo. Now, if you think back to uh, August when Mars went through it and then September when Venus and Mercury went through it, now Venus goes through it. And she, of course, is the ruler of the south node of loss. So she kind of hammers the loss away. You know, she kind of bangs it and there's a shift and a change and a directional pull that turns us into new directions. And so you may hear news about someone uh, that disturbs you too. It doesn't have to be that you're having the eclipse, but you may get some news that find, you find a little shocking. Uh, we also have Venus trining Jupiter, which happened on Sunday. And you can see there's in the chart, there's a lovely grand trine in early water. Big blue trine. Now trines are nice, they flow. They're also very emotional, or in this case, because it's a water trine. If it's an earth trine, it's very much about building. If it's a fire trine, it's very passionate. This is a slow level, low degrees, which means the planets are very young in their emotional reactions. <laughs> so people are emotionally strong. You can also see there's a mystic rectangle. A mystic rectangle is a calling. And it kind of invites us to step forward and take our space, take our call, do what we're supposed to do. And as we are working with this energy, 
um, the energy is how do we get to the new place. And it's an interesting mix, mystic rectangle. Mystic rectangle is composed of two trines, two sextiles, and two oppositions. So it's, it's like a calling. Mother Teresa had it. God said go to India, and she did. Jane Fonda has it. Look at all the different things she's been called to do in her lifetime. You know, going from a sex symbol to a feminist, protesting Vietnam, now working for climate change, taking on, you know, nine to five, you know, the women and men in this office. So mystic rectangle people have callings. And they also can have um, making callings. So Prince had a mystic rectangle. You know, he was incredibly prolific as a songwriter. Um, so they're, they're interesting. And this one is an interesting mystic rectangle because it's in place in the heavens. It involves the nodes, but it also involves the water Scorpio planets uh, and how we're partnering with our future. So we have this mystic rectangle underlying everything, right? It's kind of like, think of it as if you've ever been in a place where you can feel the base. Boom, boom, boom. The mystic rectangle is the base for the week. And our job is to be like, all right, that's the underlying thrum. And then on top of that, we put the aspects. Which, if you've ever watched a movie with or without the sound, right, very different experience. They put that sound in there. So the mystic rectangle's making the on the bottom. And so your job is to go, got it. Uh, next up, Mercury is going to enter Scorpio, where he's going to spend a couple of weeks. Um, so he is now going from air, which he likes, he likes air, but he's getting into Scorpio, and he is answering then to Mars and Scorpio. Mercury in Scorpio is an interesting placement. It has no tell when it plays poker. If you've ever watched Anderson Cooper listening to people do the news, you know, and when they're a little outrageous, he just kind of sits there and looks at them, right? He doesn't make a face. And at one point, he was on Stephen Colbert, and Stephen Colbert said to him, how do you do that face thing that you do? And Anderson said, well, my mother was a little was a little crazy, and she was very sensitive to my faces. So I learned not to show, um, I learned not to make a face when she said something outrageous, which I apply now in my job as a newscaster, which is why people trust him, you know, because he doesn't, he doesn't have a reaction, he just kind of sits there and looks, and he asks the questions, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't overtly react, right? So, Stephen Colbert said, well, what was, what, like, what? And he goes, well, one time, you know, I always wanted kids, and I was a gay guy, and my, <laughs> my mother at one point said to me, I will carry your child. You know, we'll get, we'll get, I will carry your child. I will be the mother of your child. And he said, so what do you say to your mother when she says to you that she'll be the mother of your child and the mother of her grandchild? He said, that's the kind of thing. When that kind of thing happens, I just keep a straight face. And so today, this next few weeks with Mercury and Scorpio, lots of secrets are going to come out. Remember, we're in eclipse period. It wants to tell you secrets. That's what eclipses do. They reveal things. But you want to keep a straight face like Anderson Cooper does when it happens and, you know, and go, really? And then just kind of go, hmm, you know, you want to mirror back. You want to, you want to have my baby, mom. Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be great. You, 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 that way you get a grandchild. Yeah. That way, and, you know, like you can do that. Say back to them what they said. But Mercury and Scorpio is advised to be silent. And to listen. And also Mercury and Scorpio hanging out with Mars digs up the secrets. So you're going to find out all sorts of stuff. 
And it, it is in Scorpio, which has a very strong uh, secret-telling quality, but it also is trying to Saturn, and it's kind of listening, you know, with deep ears. And it's making correlations. And it also is sextile to Juno, which is, oh, that's what the partnership was. It's kind of like when you're in the office and you find out the boss is having the affair with the person that keeps getting promoted, and you're kind of like, oh, well, that's what's going on, right? So it's it's an interesting energy. And he trines Saturn right after he enters he enters Mercury, Mercury enters Scorpio, which he goes, he helps explain the history. Now Saturn is back where he was in March. So pay attention to what was happening in March when Saturn went into Pisces. Because this is why Saturn stopped going forward in June. He said, uh-uh, uh-uh, we got some old stuff in here. We got to go in and clean it out. And Mercury now is in there cleaning it out. Mercury in Scorpio is when you clean in that back of the cupboard and you pull out something and it has bugs in it. And you're like, ooh, bugs in the pasta, not good. Those little moths, right? And so Mercury has that energy of, nah, 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 not good. Now he is approaching the trine. He's going to catch up with Mars, not this week, but he's working hard on it. Well, he does at the end of the week, but he's approaching Mars. So he wants to tell you things so you know how to take action. Listen carefully this week. And when stuff comes in that you go, that's interesting, do a little note, like make a note of that. Let's follow up on that and see what's going on because the secrets want to spill out. Remember, Mercury is ruling Venus and Virgo and she knows where all the bodies are buried. She knows the details. So she's, and she's in charge of the Libra planets and the, Tor the Taurus planets. So she's very aware of who does what to whom and is willing to share that information with you this week. Not in a bad way, but in a no, well, you know, because of this, then there's this. And you go, oh. And then because of this, there's this. And you go, oh. That's the energy. Then the sun enters Scorpio on Monday. Again, 30 days, new beginnings, new, the fixed season of the sun in Scorpio, the fixed season of fall for my northern listeners, for my go guys below the, the equator, this is your beginning of your, your spring. But the sun in Scorpio is a very impassioned sun, has a good ruler, Mars is in Scorpio, so Mars runs the sun and Mercury right now. He's taking over, remember back when the nodes changed and I said, hey, um, Mars is, they're changing driving positions because the North Node was in Taurus, run by Venus, and Mars was riding along in the South Node in Scorpio. Well, now, Mars is, they shifted cars. Whoever drives the car gets to run the radio. Mars is driving the car. And the South Node in Libra is Venus in Virgo. So she's kind of stretched out, taking a nap. And Mars suddenly turns, you know, changes the music, notices she's asleep. And he starts to speed up. It's going to go very fast now that the sun is in Scorpio, even though it's fixed. Very fast moving forward. We also then have the sun, like Mercury did, trine Saturn. Again, we're still working with that grand trine. We're still working with that mystic rectangle. But Mercury and the sun have both left Libra where they were seeking balance. And they were perhaps playing a little bit by the rules because Venus and Virgo is a bit of a referee, and now they're in Scorpio, where they're going, I'm gonna do this, because now they're answering to Mars, right? Different boss, Mars and Scorpio, likes being in Scorpio, it's very strategic, but Mars and Scorpio is a little bit of a killer. Like, you wanna have, you wanna have surgery with a Mars and Scorpio surgeon. 
and they're going to get every last little bit out. But Libra, you know, it looks good, which is great. We like it looking good. But Mars in Scorpio gives us that passion. And now the Sun's in Scorpio and Mercury's in Scorpio and Ceres too. So those Libra planets are moving off and release, Venus is releasing, running them and turning them over to Mars. So they now become much more uh, assertive, really. Then Mars in Scorpio goes to opposite Jupiter. Now that's going to happen on Saturday. So we have the we have the Sun trine Saturn that happens on Tuesday, and then we're kind of quiet, you know, in the middle of the week. Remember, we're going towards that full moon, but we're we're working with the energy of how we get there. And so Mars goes opposite Jupiter on Saturday. Jupiter, of course, is still retrograde. He is in Taurus. He's answering to Venus in Virgo. Uh, we still have that mystic rectangle. We also still have, which means it's faded, we also still have to work with how Venus and Virgo gets things accomplished. And, it, you know, it, it, it's anxiety too. A lot of time, if you're feeling a lot of anxiety, you've been feeling it a little bit now, Venus is in Virgo, that is an anxious sign. Uh, the way it handles the anxiety is taking action and making a plan but a lot of people, you know, have reported waking up with a feeling of dread or a feeling of anxiety. You know how like you wake up in the morning and then you're just kind of laying there and then suddenly the anxiety rolls in. That's what's happening. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just knowing it's there, breathing through it, and then saying, okay, now what do I need to do? And as Mars opposes Jupiter, which happens once every, every um, two years, this is a forward motion energy. And so we're going to be working with it and kind of figuring out how we're going to take action. Uh, and you think back um, a year ago when Mars would have met up with Jupiter when he was in Taurus or in Aries, and he said, okay, we're going to launch this, and now it's ready to go. It's, it's wanting to go out into the world. Then we have the lunar eclipse, which happens on Saturday. We're not going to see it. The lunar eclipse happens at uh, 4.23 in the afternoon east coast. Um, so it's not going to be a dark sky. The moon hasn't risen yet in the United States. But lunar eclipses take out, it's a good thing to check out the NASA website because um, they have a picture of where the eclipse will be seen. And it is a partial eclipse, doesn't take out the whole moon, but it is, it's emotional. And if you have planets at five of Scorpio, it's going to hit them. Five of anything, it's going to hit them. But it wants to wake them up and have them see things in a new way and work with things in a new way. And it is a lunar eclipse that's, you know, got a very deep amount of feeling. Of course, this year, we, you know, we have two eclipses a year, uh, two sets of eclipses a year, and they can be up. There can be up to five eclipses in an eclipse season. This eclipse season is only two. And they, they alternate between solar and lunar, right? So if it starts with the solar, we see it first, and then we do the emotional processing on the full moon. If Sometimes we have the emotional experience first, the full moon eclipse, and then we figure out how to handle it. Now, if you remember when I read the Bernadette Brady stuff, fast-moving, quick, stunning eclipse, right? And we had the house go down and we had Israel attack and we had just like the world just seemed to go to hell in a handbasket really quickly. <laughs> That's the solar. We saw it. We went, oh my God, there, it's, there it is happening. Now we're going to do the emotional component because the full moon happens 
and that's the, the emotions follow the the reveal essentially. So that's going to be on Saturday, and it's a you know it's an interesting eclipse because it is a full moon, um, and it also is a very fertile eclipse, meaning. It helps us understand things. It also is often at times, you know, when we have the stock market crashes, this is when they happen. Black Friday, you know, all that. What a lot of them, you know, the one that happened in 1929. I'm not saying there's going to be a stock market crash, but you know, the world markets are nervous about what's going on, you know, with global unrest. So that energy is very strong, right? So we're going to watch for that. And in your own chart. Think about where the emotions are running extra strong and extra important. And also watch for sudden unexpected bursts of anger because Mars is opposite Jupiter and it accelerates things. Jupiter always makes everything a little bit bigger. So the fighting seems a little bit bigger, a little bit more nasty. Hard to believe, but it can get more nasty. But it also is an emotional release where people kind of lose it. And you want to, you know, again with the Mercury and Scorpio, you want to be like, all right, like let's see what's going on here. Let's figure this out. Now, I will say one of the things that, um, you know, I see a lot of things as an astrologer, right? And uh, one of the things, and, and I, I've seen it be effective a couple of times, um, this is kind of an aspect for domestic violence. So we do want to be a little aware of that, you know, what that looks like, and, um, and, and be on guard for it, right? If you've got a partner that is uh, not, you're breaking up because it's a relationship's ending, and they've been acting up a little, you want to invoke the higher authorities, because Pluto is square to the nodes. Do not do this alone, right? Um, is very similar to an aspect in my family where uh, a man went to help his friend who was trying to leave an abusive relationship. They were not romantically involved. He was just her friend. He worked with her. And he got killed because the ex came back with a gun. So this is not a good weekend for violence on Earth. Uh, we're going to have a lot of it. Uh, which, of course, makes me a little nervous about um, all the stuff we're seeing in the world. But in your own life, if you've had somebody that's really seriously being unwrapped lately, take extra precautions, extra precautions, because the eclipse is happening. And what eclipses do, especially Scorpio Taurus, they're like those big, ugly boils, you know, where you pop it and the gunk all comes out. I don't know if you watch Dr. Kim, the pimple popper. Um, you know, and she pops this stuff out. And interestingly, my phone app, I think it's because I watch Dr. Kim videos, um, they always have the little picture of her. This is really gross. You have to agree to see it. They sent me this thing for a game where I can clear pimples off of these very tortured look. And they, they have all these weird, like, pull it out and push the pimples out. And this is a pimple popper aspect. Stuff, it, boils are getting lanced on this baby. And that's good. We like that, you know, things are coming to a head, but it also is, it's, it's intense. So be careful, be conscious. And, uh, you know, they, we have eclipses, they are, they are moments of fate. Now this one does have a mystic rectangle, which is good, but it also has a hard rectangle, which is, there, there's the, the horn honking. Whenever I say mean things, the horn honks. It also has hard energy. 
for this lunar phase family, you're going to think back to April 30th when we had a new moon in Taurus. April 30th of 2022, a year ago, April. And then you're going to look at January 28th that we had then with Taurus. And now we have the full moon, October 28th, also in Taurus. And then next July, we will have the closing aspect at 532 Taurus. So what that is, is Taurus, Taurus, Sun, and then it's Taurus, uh, Aquarius, Sun. That was the January one. And now we're Taurus, Scorpio, Sun. And then July next year, it's Taurus, Moon, Leo, Sun. So this is the phase family. So this is also the, un the full moon phase of whatever you started last April, a year ago. And you had an option to work on in uh, January of this year. All right, then we have Mercury go opposite Jupiter. Remember, we had Mars go opposite Jupiter. So Mercury goes opposite Jupiter, and that happens on Saturday, too, which means that the two of them are now fueling up that Jupiter. Now, remember, Jupiter answers to Venus and Virgo, so she's going to urge caution. But Mercury and Mars are about to meet up. That's some fiery words. You know, Mercury-Mars, I have a Mercury-Mars square. Get me going, I can I can go. It's not, not always attractive, and I'm older, and I've learned not to shoot my mouth off as much as I used to as a kid. <laughs> but I, the energy's really strong with that Mercury opposite Jupiter, because then right after that, Mercury and Mars are meeting up, and that is going to happen on Sunday. Now, at that point, when Mercury and Mars meet up, we do have an opportunity for consensus, right? So that's a helpful aspect. But again, it's Mars opposite Jupiter, Mercury opposite Jupiter, accelerating everything. And Mercury, Venus rules those. Uh, Mercury reports in, you know, Venus goes and says to Mercury, what are you doing? He goes, I'm hanging out with Mars and we're about to have a, ball, we're about to have a brawl. Again, this weekend's gonna be violent. And so you wanna, because it's the eclipse, it's Mercury and Mars, it's opposite Jupiter, fueling it, and uh, yeah, so be careful, be conscious, you know, I don't, I don't like to give bad news during these weekly weathers, and it's not really bad news, it's clearing, it gets things out, but because of the emotional volatility of people leaving and breaking up, you do want to be careful with, if you've got somebody that's a little emotionally unstable, in terms of how you work with them and what happens. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy of the week. Uh, when we look at the aspects for the week, of course, we have the sun going from, um, you know, late Libra to four Scorpio. And as mentioned, he enters Scorpio. He does have that trine to Saturn. He's kind of moving along, not really doing anything yet. Uh, getting his grounding in Scorpio. Mercury is moving very quickly. Mercury is moving from 0 Scorpio to 11, almost 12 Scorpio. So that's like almost 2 degrees a day. And he has the trine to Saturn that, that the Sun has. And then he's tracing the steps. So he has a lot of health aspects. Mercury does. A lot of quindichilis. One, two, three, four, four of them. Yeah, and what a quindicilli does is brings up health matters for you to deal with or brings up <clears throat> situations where things are about to fail for you to deal with, right? Because it's, you know, it's like, uh-oh, that's going to give way. Yeah, it will. Now, Mercury's bridges, too, or transportation things. 
so we can't anticipate with all these um, you know in your own world hearing news of things but then in the world itself we can anticipate some transportation stuff having uh, health issues which usually means like a train derailment or one of those things um, and Mercury this week does have partnership that it forms on October 23rd and it also figures out how to change the home and hearth on October 26th as in a flowing aspect to that minor grand trine um, and you know finishes that grand trine up and, and moves on and then of course his opposition to Jupiter and Mars and Mercury is also parallel Mars so that I you know I kind of think of that happens on the 28th and the 29th I kind of think of that as you know like uh, <laughs> when I had the cat the kitten the cat that had kittens in my house a couple of years ago when Betty White she'd get this look in her eye and you knew you knew she was about to go right she was about to go mad she was about to go nuclear and then she'd go after Remo right she'd just get this like you know like you could just see the little a little flip over where she kind of flipped off into the angry phase so that's this weekend because Mercury parallels Mars like there's a tell there will be a little tell and I remember my friend Marka a lovely woman uh, she lived here for a while and she had a cat named Honey and she was dating this guy and uh, I don't know the guy was doing something with Honey and Honey bit him <laughs> and uh, it was your cat bit me she goes did the cat go eh? and he goes yeah she goes that was your warning stop doing what you were doing she went eh. I mean, nothing big, nothing strong, just a little eh. And then she's going to bite you. So next time she does it, you know, when you go, when she goes eh, back off. <laughs> so that's the energy. And, uh, and I, I remember laughing and thinking, honey, honey was a great cat, I will say. She was a great cat. And Marco, Marco was kind of like, well, she warned you. And you get the warning. You know, ignore it at your peril. Uh, so that's the weekend. And watch, because you're getting the warning this week. Pay attention. Be conscious. Be careful. Um, then, and, and, of course, Mercury has that tell, and then it goes, all right, I warned you, and then it takes action. And that's, that's Saturday or Sunday. Like I'm saying, this is not an easy weekend for violence. Hopefully none. Hopefully none in your world, but, you know, we'll, we will definitely see it on the world stage. Mercury, uh, Venus ends in Virgo, and she's going one degree a day. She goes from 12 Virgo to 19. She's a happy girl. Um, she doesn't have a lot of hard aspects. She finished her Hammer of Thor last weekend. She whacked, night, whacked Jim Jordan out of speakership. But then she's like, all right, I'm good. Next. She has a health aspect, too, bringing health matters to mind. And she also has some quintiles, uh, which is, yeah, you know, I did it. It's done. And if you've ever had, uh, you know, uh, your mother step in because something's going on and she's going to have a little talking to to that kid or talking to to the teacher, talking to to whoever, that's the energy of Venus and Virgo this week. She's like, yeah, I, I, I got it. I know what's going on. I'll be talking to you. <clears throat> Mars this week does have a trine to Vesta giving you great energy for clearing things out. He also has a health aspect and an, an action aspect to Eris, the goddess of discord. So he's going to bring up some health matters. 
And so your job with him in Scorpio is to listen. If the health matters come up, investigate them, any kind of health things. These are eclipses. And the, I love when the alarms go off with me to amplify what I'm saying. We'll let the ambulances go by or the fire trucks, whatever. I live in New York. We have loud noises that go by whenever we get to these exciting parts. So Mars is in Scorpio, his favorite sign. He does have a couple of health aspects. So when the health things happen, go to the doctor because he's got, he's aspecting the note of fate. Do not ignore it. Get your butt there. And then he has a sesquiquadrate on the 27th with Jupiter, which is kind of, um, you know, sorry, with Neptune, not with Jupiter, um, which is kind of like, a, you know, like, oh, is that what's really happening? Is that really happening? And uh, we had it the other day with the fog of war. You know, they were saying it's the fog of war. Neptune is the fog. Mars is having a hard aspect with the fog. So be aware before you fire off. And Mars is also opposite Jupiter. As mentioned, that happens on the weekend. The other planet's not doing much. So you're getting an idea of what we're watching for this week, right? And last but not least, the moon calendar. Get our little girl up here. Okay, so we're in eclipse season. We are in the lovely month of October. We are going towards the full moon that happens this weekend. Um, the moon was in uh, Aquarius on Sunday and Monday. It went void yesterday around 3.04 p.m. And it went void with a nice little square to Uranus. And then it goes into Pis went into Pisces Tuesday morning, uh, uh, 4.32, and it's in Pisces Tuesday, Wednesday, goes void at 2.39 on um, Thursday with a lovely sextile to Pluto. The moon is void for a few hours on Thursday and enters Aries on the 26th. So we have moon in Aries preceding the full moon in eclipse. So it's a very feisty moon because it's answering to Mars too. So Tuesday, Wednesday, nice, nice, kind of moving along. Thursday, Friday, cray cray, right? Because when the moon goes into Aries, Friday, Thursday night, 6.02 East Coast time, Friday the 27th goes void at 4.20 in the morning with a square to Pluto, right? That gives us a hard aspect. It's an action-taking aspect. And then the moon is void for four hours. Um, or no, three hours, I guess. And then it goes into Taurus, 7.44 Saturday morning. It's in Taurus. The full moon eclipse happens at 4.24 p.m. East Coast time. And then it's in Taurus Saturday. Sunday goes void on Monday, uh, 7.36 uh, with a trine to Pluto. So the hard days, the lead-up days, the 26th, the 27th. The, the difficult days, Saturday for sure, Sunday for sure, and probably Thursday. Tuesday's kind of easy. Wednesday's making your statement day. And we already had Monday and Tuesday, so you know what happened on those days. So off we go. In terms of the news this week, we had Jim Jordan in our astrology and event analysis, and thank you for mailing me um, mailing me suggestions of what to include. So, uh, if you have something you'd like covered, not guaranteeing I'm going to do it, but you, 
Here I go, it's my show, I can do what I want. But I will talk about things, and of course, with Jim Jordan, what we did see was the, Ven the hammer of Thor, or the axe of Thor, Venus and Virgo. So, uh, Virgo is secrets. Right? Virgos, Virgos always have little diaries. I had a diary when I was a kid. They have, they have their, and they know their secrets. So with him, you know, they voted, but then they had the secret vote, and they really were like, "No, we don't like you at all. Go away!" Right? And so now there's nine guys running for the um, the Speaker of the House. I have no opinion on that. But I did think, well, you know, what we should do is go look at the Constitution's chart. Because while we, I usually use the Declaration of Independence chart, which shows it. But the Constitution is actually when they said, this is what we are doing as a government. This is how we're setting it up. And interestingly, it's set up in a fairly similar way to the, um, the, the Declaration of Independence. Slightly different. It took place on September. And there's a few, few charts for it. The one I'm using is the one that Nick Campion likes and also uh, the one that represents signing. Even though, it, you know, they signed it and then everybody had to go home and ratify it, right? So, but I'm going to do the signing because that was like, okay, this is what we're going to say we're going to do. So that one is uh, September 17th, 1787 at 11.29 in the morning in Philadelphia because that was where the Continental Congress met. And it's a Sag rising with Jupiter and Gemini, which is a divided government. We're going to have three branches. There's three planets in Gemini, three asteroids in Gemini. It's a Sag rising chart, and it has Pluto and Saturn down there in the third house, separation of powers. Everybody's got power, Pluto and Aquarius, for their area, but we're going to separate it. And it was a Virgo chart. And, of course, the Founding Fathers were Masons. They laid Washington, D.C. out in the constellation of Virgo. Like, if you look at the constellation of Virgo and you look at where all the different things are, they did it that way, you know, uh, with the idea being would be the people's house. People are represented by Virgo. And it's the, the, the people. And if you look, it's a Virgo midheaven, Venus and Virgo. Of course, Venus is in Virgo now, right? Mercury is in Virgo. And the sun is in the sun is in Virgo. So the idea is you're supposed to serve us. Now we know that that gets adjusted from time to time. So the tenth house is the executive branch. The ninth house is the legal branch, and the eleventh house is Congress, the group. So if we look, we see the Leo. Leo rules the ninth, the Supreme Court. We are the Leos. We are the kings. We're above the law. So we've had a lot of news lately about you know, them being badly behaved around their ethics and being bought out by the billionaires. But just last week, there's a, a rogue Trump judge down in Texas who's trying to allow ghost guns to be, print, you know, be made, which is basically no serial number. You print them on your printer and you make a gun, right? Kind of a little scary. But th this guy said it's okay. And so, you know, we have a government regulating body that regulates munitions. And so they filed a complaint, and the Supreme Court said, yes, they're supposed to be regulated, ban the ghost guns. So this guy said, the hell you, and put them back in again. So <laughs> the Solicitor General, which is the lawyer for the United States, went back to um, the Supreme Court and said, hey, <clears throat> this district judge is ignoring you. Aren't you the Supremes? <laughs> Son and Leo. And the Supreme Court got really mad. 
so that was like a little, you know, a little side story going on here. Of course, Mercury's, the, the nodes are in Libra, right? Like who actually runs the place? And we had the Supreme, we had the voting people, the Alabama legislator, the GOP in, in Alabama, going the hell with you, we're not going to give another black, another minority district, because a third of the population in Alabama is black, but they only have one uh, black representative, right? So they they were sticking on them with the voting in Louisiana, and you know, it's all the jerry-rigging, jerry, 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 not jerry-rigging, is it jerry-rigging? I think that's the, gerrymandering, gerrymandering. Um, so at any rate, Neptune rules the Congress, right, uh, and the Senate. They're both the 11th house. And it's a Sag moon rising, and the moon and the Mars are in uh, a quincunx, which means they have a little argument, the two of them do. But it also is like we're all supposed to work together. Look at those planets over there. So when we look at when we lost our um, Speaker of the House, which was October 3rd, 2023. Always good to look at these transits. We see down here, Mercury, by progression, is at the last degree of Aries. Everybody see that? And this chart is Mercury ruled. I mean, the Sun, the, Mer the, sun, the Venus, and Mercury are all in Mercury. They're all in Virgo, rather. So they answer to that North, that progressed North Node now. Progressed Mercury, rather. I'm really having a little trouble here. Calm down, and Go slow. When I get reading a chart, I get all excited. So the Mercury is in Aries, right? See, it's, see it's degree 2956. It's at the last degree of Aries. And it's got those Virgo planets. It's taken them with them. And it's very active. But what happened, and you can see the note of fate is right on it, right? So this was, this was kind of a plot. And if we remember when Kevin got kicked out, it was 2754 which is when he agreed to the one person can take me out vote, right? And and that's what happened. You know, Matt Gates voted to do it, and the Democrats didn't go. We, we've never voted for Kevin, and those Republicans would never vote for Nancy Pelosi or Hakeem Jeffries. So, you know, the, the Democrats did it. It's like, no, your little rogue band of Republicans did it. But the Pluto here squares that Mercury. And so that's a couple years, right? See, the Mercury is 29 Pluto's 27. So at any rate, that energy. But notice it's 2956. So are we going to get a new speaker? And what is it going to be? Well, Aries is a firebrand, which certainly uh, was part of the, you know, when Scalise got put up first, they were like, yeah, he's a neo-Nazi. He hangs out, with the, hangs out with Ku Klux Klan people. He's David Duke without the baggage. And then, of course, Jim Jordan, who was the guy you know, who was put, I think that's what the plot was, put Jim in, because Jim was very active in the January 6th stuff. He was at all those meetings. Refuse that congressional subpoena. I'm thinking some point um, he's going to get indicted, but it hasn't happened yet. But at any rate, that Mercury in Aries there, uh, that last degree Mercury, like defending. The good news is Mercury is in its detriment when it's in Aries. It's sharp-tongued and might. It's about to go into Taurus. And that will shift the direction because these planets now suddenly calm down and go into Taurus rather than being in Aries, right? Because they're going to shift the ruler. We also see Uranus here on the sun on Uranus. It means we're not done with this yet. Uranus is going to go back and hit that sun in January so we can anticipate there'll probably be a little cray-cray in January too when Uranus stations on the progressed sun. But we also see the progressed moon in Juno over here uh, which also says another two months. So I think 
we're going to have this kind of calm down um, in terms of direction. And then, oops, hang on. And then we go to um, November 23rd, the day, the aspects on November 23rd, you can see Mercury went into Taurus there. See it? So when Mercury went into Taurus, which was Monday this week, we got rid of Jordan, we got rid of Scalise, now they're looking for more Taurian kind, and there's nine guys running, or I think one step down, but that energy of that Mercury shifting, and now the good news is Mercury is shifting. The bad news is, I don't know that we get a, I don't know that we elect anybody. I don't know that we're electing anybody till January. I think what will happen is we'll get to the 17th of November, which is when the energy shifts, but that's also when we are going to have um, the government funding run out. And I think they will pass a temporary... Whoops. What's going on over there? Hmm. I don't know. I've got strange noises in my house. Um, they will pass a temporary... What is that weird noise? Huh. Odd. Okay. You guys hear that? I can hear it. Like my little, it's like my lamp is growling or something. At any rate, uh, so I think when we get to the 17th of um, November, they will pass a temporary thing to get us funded, and then they will bring it up again in January. Because this chart does not resolve until we get to January. And with that in mind, we'll see what happens. Um, so that's the energy of the speaker thing against the Constitution. It's showing up in the natal chart too for the, um, it's showing up in the natal chart also for, I realized what it was, it was a timer, but it's not my normal timer. It was like making strange noises. Um, good to know. I was like, my God, my desk is talking. No, it was my cell phone. <laughs> Just that kind of day. I, I think I need to go back to bed today. You know, it's just and and and's like, like my what's that strange noise? It's your phone, Ann. You got it. You set a timer. All right. So anyway, this energy. So I'm thinking with that Mercury and Taurus. One, if we do put somebody in, they get blown up in January when Uranus gets back to the Sun. If we um, we don't put anybody in, which is possible. They will pass, like they will gather their little forces together and continue on the 16th of November because there's a, sh there's a shift up here. The progressed moon solves some problems on the 16th of November uh, and that would be an extension to run the government and then they would probably extend it into January and continue to try and decide who's the Speaker of the House. So we'll see what happens. It's an interesting chart. It doesn't look like it's clearing anytime soon. So I, well, off we go. And of course, Jim Jordan got taken out for the bullying, which is good, because you know that you know Kinzinger and Cheney got bullied, and nobody really until you get bullied, you don't really realize it. I know I did something a while back, uh, and I got the I got the Twitter birds after me, and I had somebody calling a death threat on my phone. Right? I mean, she was kind of stupid because she left she used her real phone number so I could look her up and I almost called her mother because she was only 19 and said do you know your daughter left me a death message and then I thought no I'm not going to report her to her mother clearly this child is very mad at me 
And, uh, you know, do I really think she's going to kill me? No. Okay, but in your case, this week, there is danger, danger when we get to the, uh, we get to the weekend. So be careful out there. It's a little wild. Um, and off you go. Have a great week. Bye.